What's going on, everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around, and we're going to get started right now. Well, it's good to have everybody back. Super excited to have y'all along for the ride here on this edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr., and I am super excited. A while back, you guys, when we started this podcast, we talked a lot about some of the different things that I am doing in business and how it relates to you as a business owner, as a ministry leader, even as an entrepreneur. And I quickly switched gears from talking about my lessons learned to really introducing the stories of other people. And here's why. Because I believe that the story behind the brand changes everything. Simon Sinek said it this way. He said, people don't do business with you because of what you do. They do business with you because of why you do it. I think that when people understand their why, it causes them to show up differently. And the story behind the brand sort of highlights the why behind your brand. In a blog post on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman asks this question. He says, why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth of the matter is is that they actually are more memorable than facts. Our brains are wired to respond to stories. Metaphors and anecdotes actually help us to relate ideas to our own experiences, providing richness and texture. Stories bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world um, full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we were actually living the story. Today is going to be no different. Talking to a great friend of mine. Um, His name's Jake Cameron. He is an amazing human being. Let's start there. Amazing dad, great husband. And one of the things that I admire about this brother is that he truly is the definition of what it looks like to build something out of virtually nothing. And I've always admired his hustle acumen, his entrepreneurial mindset, because years ago, I did not share that mindset. I was not willing to do the kind of work that I watched him do Um, In very close proximity, we've worked together in radio, we've worked together in ministry, we've built a bunch of things, we've added ridiculous value to people together. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome my friend, Jay Cameron. What a do, bro. How you feeling, man? What's going on? How are you feeling? All is well? I'm good, man. All is well. Jay, listen, first of all, I just want to say thanks, man, for taking time out of your schedule to jump on this call with me. Um, you currently, as we're recording this, you're in Egypt and, um, um, I've, I've never been to Egypt, been to Africa, never been to Egypt, but it's amazing to me how people these days don't even think of Egypt as a part of Africa. And that's a, that's a shame. That is a shame, man. Can you tell us real quick? And I I just want to begin to go down the journey of your life, your story, and talk a little bit about how the way you grew up the things you were exposed to, the truths that you learned or had to unlearn, how they directly informed the brand of Jay Cameron in terms of all of the different things that you're doing. Real quick, let us know, who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? Who do you do it for? And let's start this talk. All right. Well, one, Glenn, I want to thank you for inviting me to speak to the bootstrapping community. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and, uh, continuing to look at to, to add value to everyone's life. I, I can tell you that much of my entrepreneurial journey began when I was probably around nine years old. And I knew that I wanted to 
generate my own money and own resources. I didn't understand what that meant, but that was just something that was a part of my personality at that time. And I remember starting with a, uh, a correspondence course, uh, uh, what's called Fo Foley Bell Song. And I wanted to learn how to do small engine repair. And my grandmother, she paid for the course. And I was, uh, there was a, an old house that my great grandmother owned in South Carolina. And I said, I, we, we can open it up there and we can do all of these different things. And this is, a, by this time, I was probably about 12 years old. I didn't actually end up opening the business uh, just because the, the startup costs and all of that. But my mindset was always thinking in terms of how can I generate my own income? And I remember as going into my teenage years, the my mother didn't have much money. I was grew up in a single uh, parent household. She didn't have money to fund the lifestyle that I wanted to live. So I found myself uh, delivering Chinese food at 15. I found myself passing off flyers, knocking door to door, just doing different things always trying to figure out a way to generate my own resources. And so that kind of carried over into my adult years. And it's, it's a personal philosophy that I have developed since then, which has led to this moment and the many business ventures and the many um, creations over the years. And, and that's, uh, that's it in a very condensed nutshell, uh, but it started from a very young age and I just kind of carried that throughout the years. Yeah. Jay, I, I want to talk real quick about a couple of things that I think um, most entrepreneurs um, either A, never discover or B, discover way too late. Um, you talked about being exposed to this idea of wanting to make your own money from a very early age. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about the spirit of an entrepreneur? I don't think, and, and, and I'm going to say this out loud, in 2022, entrepreneurship has, um, especially post-pandemic or, you know, post when the pandemic hit um, around the globe, have often, um, I think, just kind of sensationalized entrepreneurship in a way that's ca characteristically that isn't, isn't true. It, it's just not true. There's a mindset that an entrepreneur has to have, and if they don't, the many businesses, and I always joke, you know, I'm not a serial entrepreneur, Jay, you know me. Seven years ago when I started Glenn P. Brooks Jr. LLC, it was the very first business I'd ever started. And to this day, it's the only business I've ever owned. You, my friend, probably the quintessential uh, definition of an actual serial entrepreneur. I believe that your one thing is business. I, I believe that that is how that, you know, anybody that knows me knows I subscribe to the thought process of what is the one thing such by doing that when you do it, it makes everything either easier or unnecessary. I believe your one thing has a lot to do with the inner workings of what business is. And that's why you've started and done so well. Can you talk to us a little bit about the mindset and how did your upbringing sort of inform that mindset that you have today? Everything I do, uh, I'm always looking for a way to generate business out of it. I, I don't know why it's like that. When I went on that tour back in 2018 to Ghana, I was sitting at the table in a city called Kumasi, and I knew, I knew instantly. I said, well, no, we're going to bring people over. But I didn't understand, you know, how, what it was going to turn into. I just knew I just wanted to start some tours. Uh, and I think that's part of the mindset. Every, I'm always looking for an opportunity, and maybe that's part of the serial entrepreneur aspect. But it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, this, this is not a, uh, it's not a sport that, everyone gets into and it just everything falls into place you have to have 
a level of tenacity. You have to have a level of uh, being able to adjust quickly. And then you have to have a mental toughness that if you don't have that mental toughness that when the money's lean, because it's not like the money just comes. I mean, there are times when the money just does not come and you have to figure that out or you have to put together a strategy. I think probably right along with being an entrepreneur is probably strategist right beside it. Because when you have, when you're able to create strategies or when you're able to think ahead of potential problems and then you make adjustments in that, then that's oftentimes how your business can survive. And again, that goes back to childhood and having to figure things out. You know, I wanted certain things. My mother didn't have the resources to uh, provide those things or the things that I wanted. She did a great job providing what she could, but I had to figure it out and become a problem solver. I think one of the greatest assets that someone can develop as an entrepreneur is how to become a problem solver. And that requires someone, when, when the problem arises, to not look at the glass as though it's half empty, but try to figure out, you know, okay, this glass is half full. How can we get it full? Because sometimes if you take a negative perspective on a problem, then it can emotionally suppress any creative energy. You know, where I look at a problem and say, okay, yeah, I feel the frustration. But at the same time, it's like, okay, how can we solve this problem? How can we navigate around this? How can we fix this so that we can continue towards the larger goal? And you really become, you have to become mentally resourceful, financially resourceful, physically resourceful. I mean, it's all kinds of things. And, and coming to, over here to Africa has definitely <laughs> heightened my uh, my skill set, to say the least. So, But yeah, but the mindset of an entrepreneur, mental toughness and being able to be a problem solver and to be creative and and, and to trick, try to figure out how to network with the right people. And something you said earlier, Glenn, that was really key, knowing enough to keep people honest. And you cannot be lazy because now you have to do your own homework. You have to really become a student. So before I hire someone, okay, what do I need? I need to hire, a, I don't know, let's say video editor for, for, for a good example. Well, I need to know enough about what I'm looking to do in order to keep them honest. We just shot a documentary in Tanzania with a first-rate film crew. Cost me $30,000 to do this. Uh, What's going to actually end up costing me probably about $50,000 by the time everything is done. So I knew going in, I know enough about this. I I don't know how to fly a drone, but I know what type of shot I want on a drone. (laughs) I don't know how to do certain things. I was able to keep that film crew honest because they sent me the script and I said, no, I'm not looking for this. We need this right here. And I sat down with them during the middle of the shooting and I said, listen, I said, this is what I'm trying to convey. And we walked through all the steps again. And I said, you all have to trust me on this. And and so I'm trusting them with capturing the footage and, and doing a lot of different things. I said, trust me on the messaging. I know what I'm doing. And so because of that, they gained a respect if I didn't know anything, then they would just send me any kind of product. And then I'd be upset. Well, I thought you knew. And I, I thought this, that, and the other, I was able to catch that because I knew enough. And so sometimes uh, as an entrepreneur, you have to know enough when it comes down to finances. It's, it's fine to hire somebody, but you, you want to know enough to keep them honest because if you don't, then they'll mess up your money. And then I remember that very interview on entertainment tonight with red Fox. It was that, that was exactly what it was. I remember it was 30 some odd years ago now. And I remember it. And I've heard a lot of people say, well, I trusted you. I think even Steve Harvey talked about how he trusted someone and the money ended up missing. If anything you want to make sure you do is to know enough about the money 
to where somebody can't take advantage uh, of you. And it's and, and really being an entrepreneur in that regard, you have to be a student of so many different things, but it's a wonderful thing. That's the thing. It's wonderful because now you're creating something and building something that one, you can enjoy, but then also something from a legacy standpoint. You know, for those of you guys who maybe, um, maybe you just jumped in a car and you're listening to this podcast live, like while somebody else is listening, you're like, who is this guy? I, I like what I'm hearing. His name's Jay Cameron. And, um, the only thing I can say is that he's my friend and he has built something um, and I've watched him do it over and over and over again. Different industries, same mindset. Jay, you talked about a mindset of being a student. Can you talk to us a little bit about, like when you're choosing an entrepreneur endeavor, how is it imp- how important is it to be willing to be a student of that thing. Like, talk to us and maybe give us a couple of examples because of your, I think students have a natural curiosity about the thing that they're studying. And I think that quite frankly, if that curiosity isn't there, it'll cause you not to want to know. You have a curiosity about the journey of black people. And it fueled something that even, like if I went to Ghana, for the first time, I'm not sitting down there curious to find out some of the things that you're curious about because my mind doesn't work like yours in that regard. But there is a place where you come from mentally that fosters that creativity, fosters that curiosity. Talk to us about the importance of of, of, of being a student in that respect. The one thing, any entrepreneurial endeavor, you have to want to do it. Uh, I don't even, the money is a byproduct. And I think that I had to get past just trying to make the money because some people get into it. Oh man, I can make a lot of money. There were so many things I turned down. Um, uh, we were about to go, I won't say the name of the franchise, but we were about to open a smoothie franchise, you know, <laughs> that, that's the best way to say it. So got approved and everything. And I thought to myself, I said, you know what? We can make a lot of money doing this, but I'm going to be trapped in this particular building until these systems can get in place. I said, I'm going to have to give up probably two or three years of my life. And for me, that the money was there, but I didn't want that. I knew there was something else that I wanted to do. So I said, okay, that's not going to work. And so is, as an entrepreneur, you have to determine what it is that you enjoy doing as well. Because if it's just the money, even that can become frustrating. So it, it, even if you're making it and you don't love what you're doing, that it can get old. So when it when it came to the whole Ghana component and becoming a student, I remember I didn't plan on going to Africa and then it becoming a seven figure business and, and all of what it's evolving into now. The curiosity came in uh, when when I was there and I was like, wow! I said, there's so many things that we don't know and I and I knew I, us in America different things that we hadn't been taught. I said this would be a wonderful opportunity just to give people exposure to understanding our story a little bit more. And, and so then that's when it turned into, okay, well, this is going to cost. This is going to be, but the, but the genuine love for creating this experience is where it all began. And that's how I would do pretty much anything. Even when I was selling watermelons, I was doing it for the money, but it was also the challenge of it. So, so you have to find that whatever that motivating factor is, it keeps you going. So it was, 
fun. Okay, wow, we have these watermelons. We have 800 watermelons in the back of a truck. We're going to sell these watermelons right here in the heart of D.C. I, can, can we do this? And so those things is always finding something else in addition to the money because after a while, uh, it, it becomes repetitive and now you're doing the same thing over and over and over. And then if you don't love doing that, then the money can get old. And, and now some people are like, no, I love the money. I want the money. And that, I don't care what I'm doing. <laughs> but that's each person's individual, you know, that, that's whatever's driving and motivating them. But for me, being a student, once I lock in, on a particular project, I want to know everything I can about it. And as I'm learning, what that does is that keeps me going as well, because now I'm able to speak on a different level. I'm able to speak from a different level of knowledge. I'm able to uh, even communicate what I'm doing better because I have uh, a greater level of knowledge. And you always learn. You never stop learning. It is constant. I can, I can tell you so many stories about things that I'm learning along the way that if I if I decided that I was not going to be a student and just hand it over to someone else, then uh, I would really be setting myself up for uh, some difficult times yep. uh, in that area. Yeah, no, really quickly, guys, for those of you guys who are just popping in the room, maybe you're listening to us live on Clubhouse as we're recording this podcast. Maybe you're listening to us live on LinkedIn as we're recording this podcast. You may be hearing the podcast itself on the platform that you're choosing Talking to Jay Cameron, he is a uh, I you know I consider him a serial entrepreneur. Uh, you have many businesses, Jay, um, that quite frankly before, and I don't know if people caught that you built a seven figure business in this business model alone. I just need yes. to put that out there, y'all. And I'm not going to get into your business, but I'm going to say this, Jay. <laughs> Jay, this didn't come out of the blue. Can no. you talk to us a little bit about? the necessity of momentum, particularly as a business owner, and how to be able to jump from crest to crest to crest of waves when they're coming and going, how to surf that thing right. Come on, talk to us a little bit. Well, when it comes to momentum, it's, you know, there are different types of momentum. And, I, and oftentimes momentum begins with us. And that goes back to the mindset. I knew that I had had a level of success with other businesses that provided me and to put me in a position financially to, in a, uh, there was a financial momentum that was happening. There were a lot of things that were being paid off. There were a lot of things that were going on. I removed myself from certain ventures and activities that were not necessarily beneficial to me and my family anymore. So once I did that, this momentum was happening. And so that, so because I was in that space, I can now see other opportunities. Sometimes when you're financially overwhelmed, either you're not in a position to take advantage of a, a financial opportunity or you can't see it. So the momentum began, as we were, I was listening earlier, the importance of making sure that those personal resources, business resources uh, are allocated properly. And then now, oh, here's an opportunity. I can take advantage of that. And that's what happened when it came to the travel component. It was like everything lined up. 2018 came in. The children were getting older. You know, things were happening where, where some of the, the responsibilities that, uh, that I had in place before were now starting to release somewhat. Also, when it came to financially, there were things that were happening and they were starting to release. So I was able to kind of say, OK, I can spend more time devoted to this. And as that happened, you know, this new door opened 
Uh, and it was all because of the platform that had already been laid. And then, you know, momentum also comes from the standpoint of knowledge and understanding because you have more experience. So I had experience from over the years. My learning curve was shorter because I understood how to work with people and how to deal with personalities. You know, that's something that's so important. If you, if, especially if you're leading something and you're requiring other people to execute, when you have a level of experience of working with people and personalities, the next, you always carry that with you no matter where you go. So when it was time for me to jump into the travel component, all of the different people that I've hired uh, in a paid capacity, the different volunteers that I've worked with over the years, it was almost like I had the instincts that were in place. So now the learning curve was cut shorter. I knew what to do. I knew what not to do. And that's what helped to accelerate this travel business to seven figures, really, Glenn, in less than two years because COVID came along and that wiped out an entire year. But the other thing I did, and this is so important, this is another instinct and another key component of momentum. In 2020, we were gearing up for a big year for travel to Africa. Obviously, nothing happened in 2020. So the borders were closed. And in October of 2020, I said, you know what? I said, the world is shut down, but I'm going to go back over to Africa. I'm going to go lay the foundation and establish the relationships I need to. So when this releases, we will be in position to handle everything that's going to come. Now, did I know what was going to come? I said, I don't know what's going to come, but I know something's going to come. So my instincts from over the years told me that I needed to be in position. So I came when everybody else was at home. I was in Tanzania. I was in Ghana. I was in Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast. And, and then what I decided to do during the middle of all of this, I said, we're still going to do tours to Ghana. So we'll focus on Ghana. So in April of 2021, we're still doing tours. June 2021, I'm, this is going to be, this, this, how this all comes around is going to make sense. And I hope it inspires someone. June 2021, July 2021, August 2021, October 2021, November 21. So you now six tours just with those groups. And I had other people coming in on private tours. And this was in 2021. The world was still kind of on that shutdown phase. Here comes 2022. Larger companies are watching the momentum that we established in 2021. Because guess what? Everybody's online. Everybody's paying attention. You know, nobody's moving like that. So they're like, who's this guy that's over in Africa? And I'm using YouTube, you know, I'm using whatever platform I can. So larger companies that have larger audiences look and they say, well, you know, what? we want to partner with him because we never even thought about going to Africa. We're going everywhere else. We never even thought about it. So that's when we signed the first seven-figure contract. Then the next company comes in and gets us well into the, to the headed towards another seven figures. This, these aren't even my tours, meaning... These aren't the maximum impact tours. These are companies that we're working with that have a larger audience. So then I said, let's go ahead and put our maximum impact tours out there. We go to Tanzania. The people who went with us to Ghana in 2021, more than half of them came back with us to Tanzania in 2022. Then we put Egypt up. The people who went with us to Ghana in 2021, more than half of them sold out our Egypt tour. So now all of this is momentum that's happening. The momentum that was that started in 2020 by me going to uh, Africa when everything was shut down laid the foundation for me to go to uh, Ghana in 2021, which now here we are in 2022. Next week, now we're looking at 
people who would have been with us on three tours. So if you start calculating the money, some of these people would have spent more than $25,000 with us over the course of a year and a half because of coming on these multiple tours. Some of them bringing their friends with them. So the key, the part of that momentum is being able to have these instincts and being able to go through uh, uncomfortable times because it was not comfortable. It's not always comfortable to be on the road and to be traveling. And whatever it is in your business, it might not be comfortable. But if you're trying to establish momentum, sometimes you have to do unconventional things and be consistent with it and, and see how it all plays out. Man, let me say this. I'm about to blow up over here. Jay, <laughs> Jay, I can't take it, man. I can't take it. I put it in the chat. I hope y'all are paying attention. I hope y'all are paying attention, Jay. It's something that, and, and, and I need you guys to listen. And here's the question I need you to ask. How does this relate to me where I am in my business? Please ask yourself that question. Because I believe that if you identify the, that question, there is it's possible for you to arrive at an answer to that question. See, because if you're sitting here geeking off of Jay's success, and you're finding yourself saying, yes, praise the Lord. That is, I love, bump that. I need you to ask the question, how does this apply to me? Jay, I'm going to say this, and we're going to open up the stage and get people up to ask some, uh, ask you a few questions. Oh. Um, I, I have a, I have a, uh, a plaque over my head and uh, you'll, re <laughs> you'll, re you'll, re you'll, re you'll remember that. I it see was, it. It was 2022. Uh, you, myself, 2002. I'm sorry, 2002, I'm tripping, 22 years ago, 2002, 20 years, ago. 20 years ago, my math is all the way off. Clearly you can understand why I don't run the numbers in any business that I'm in. I'm the face. That's it. I'm the, I'm the guy that brings the people. No, listen, Jay, we sat in John Maxwell's house that day, yes. that weekend. And I will never forget how this opportunity came along. Y'all, let me tell this story really quickly, Jay. So Jay and I are working. We have left radio. We are working for one of the most explosive and growth ministries in the metropolitan area. And we're on staff. We are a part of what we're considering an absolute dream team. We yes. are touring productions. We're putting up shows. We're taking them all over the country, and we're making impact that's crazy. Jay, I remember seeing hundreds of people at an altar to give their hearts and their minds and their souls to Christ, and we did some stuff, man. We impacted some major lives during that run. I remember you coming to a staff meeting saying that you're going to a John Maxwell leadership conference. That's now, right. Now, here's what was funny. The overall tenor was, well, Jay, how you going, how you going to go to a conference and, and we not going like, Hey, how you, how you going to do that? Like, how do we get on? So you made sure that everybody had the information and the organization paid to send, I want to say five or six of us to this yes. conference. It was $5,000 a piece, Seven. $7,000 a piece. My $7, bad, $7. my yeah. bad. My, I told y'all I'm not good with numbers. With airfare and hotel. Without right. airfare and hotel. That part. That part. Per right. That part. Per person. The company invested for all of us to go, and we pull up to the Country Club of the South. John Maxwell lives in this community, and at the time, that's where, you know, uh, Falcons players live. Usher had a house uh, there. Um, several, several entertainers. 
we are at a conference that <laughs> that hi- it's highlight the conference is built around leadership relative to golf. None of us play golf. So we take golf lessons. The, the leader of our organization said, Glenn, here's what you're going to do. You're going to set us up for golf lessons because we got to at least learn how to hold a golf club so we don't look like we already black people at a conference where we're probably going to be the only black people. Last thing we need to do is not be able to at least look the part. So let's go. Let's get some lessons. We got five lessons, and I will never forget on the last day that we had lessons, we were due to fly out that afternoon. The next day, we were playing our first round of golf at the Country Club of the South. It was at this, and we're talking about momentum. I need y'all to hear this, Jay. If you don't bring that opportunity to the table, we don't get an opportunity to get into a room with a man that has influenced all of our lives in different ways over the years that I believe caught fire that that weekend in a way that changed all of our lives. And today I am doing, look, Jay, I'm not at more than 50,000 books sold without this man's influence. I'm not. And, and I want you to kind of help people understand the importance of getting in the room with people who know what you want to do. I, I, you got you to gotta leave us with this one. We're going a little bit long on this podcast. But a lot of people have the opportunity to get in a room with people who are doing what they say they want to do. And I think that that is a great cheat code, personally. I would not be where I am had I not had those opportunities and, quite frankly, seized those moments. Talk to us just a little bit about the importance of identifying the rooms and then moving heaven and earth and doing whatever you got to do to get in that room because of what's getting ready to go down. Come on, talk to me. All right. Well, first thing I'll tell you, I had to stop being cheap. And I think that day when I went to the job, went to a John, Mel- John Maxwell conference in Virginia, and he it was it was a basic conference but it was great content and he made the offer my instincts told me that i needed to be at whatever he was doing my instincts and again instincts are going to are so important my instincts told me i needed to go to africa my instincts tell me okay if i go to if i'm in this room this is going to cut my learning curve which is going to save me money but my cheap side is like well, oh how much is it going to cost me to do this but then my entrepreneurial side says well how much is it going to cost me not to do this and so when we begin to start putting that together and recognizing the moments and the importance of being around people who've already done what we're doing or they have a level of knowledge that we can benefit from that can make our experience even better or, or, or save us money or whatever long term, those are the things that I recognize that are more valuable than the $7,000. Then, I mean, now if I go back and look at all the money I've spent over the years, it's been tens of thousands of dollars, but guess what? Now I'm in the millions. And so when I start looking at it, it's like, well, I could have been scraping along trying to figure this out for another five years, or I could have done, you know, paid someone who knows this, who has the knowledge base, who has the network. I'm, uh, I'm a part of a network now where I'm just around people who are making eight figures, $10 million a year. I'm just sitting around just listening. And now they're contracting with me. So sometimes paying to be in the room will actually accelerate your growth process. It will, it will, do things that you can't even do. So that that's what, that's my thought on it. Being willing to be in the room and it's okay to pay for it. Jay, 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 Jay. I'm sitting here looking at your YouTube channel right now. If y'all have not, I need y'all to go and go out to YouTube and subscribe to his channel. Um, it's called uh, Maximum Impact with Jay Cameron. Um, do me a favor. Go subscribe to the channel right now. And uh, make sure that you um, uh, find out all that what he's doing. We're going to talk a little bit about 
um, what he's got happening. But you said something, and I need people to hear this. I need them to hear it. Sometimes you can't ask the question, how much does it cost for me to be in the room? But how much does it cost for me not to be in the room? October 21st and 22nd, we're, we're creating an experience like that. There is a room yeah. that's going to take place here in Virginia Beach that, quite frankly, is set up to help people strategically figure out how to partner with the right people so that they can take their brand to the next level. It's not about the expense of the room itself. It's about the expense in the room that you cannot afford to miss. Jay, man, you, you've blessed me all over more than anywhere else. And just for the sake of time, we're going to have to bring this podcast to a close. I could talk to you for hours, bro, and we have done that. You know, obviously, you know, in you know, face to face. But uh, once again, thanks for being my inspiration. Thanks for being my friend. Thanks for being willing to share with me hard truths. Thanks for willing, being willing to invest your time in terms of wisdom and what you know. Thanks for being a mentor of mine. I'm older than you, and for years. I'm not going to cry, but for years, I was your mentor in other areas. And that switched quite some time ago. And part of the reason why I'm where I am today in business has a direct result of the impact that you've made on my life from afar. And I need people to understand, because I know you, I can watch you move and learn. I don't have to have a conversation with you. I don't have to pick up the phone. I can. I have your number. But we have spent so much time together, bro, that I can promise you the crumbs are continuing to fall off your table and they are blessing your brother, man, all over more than anywhere else. And I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, you, you, you're talking to us live from Egypt and uh, that in of itself is just still freaking me out. Um, I knew your quality of, 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 of connection is better than most who are in the same city with me, but that's because you understood the assignment. You know what this is. And, uh, yo, he's going to take this content and repurpose it. I dare say you're going to see it on his YouTube channel. On his, He knows what he's doing. And so if you got any questions, we're going to close down the podcast and we're going to open up the opportunity for you guys who are here live to pop up on the stage, whether it's a business question, personal question. We'll take a few minutes. The room is going to be closing in the next 15 minutes or so. But if you're in a position, go ahead and start raising your hands. Uh, for that, uh, I just want to say to our We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast community, thank you for listening. And Jay, man, thanks for being my brother. Thanks for being you. And thanks for doing the work. And thanks for being transparent enough to show people what that work actually is. Is there any place that people need to go if they want to get connected with you, if they want to find out what's going on with you? Please take a few minutes if you can. Talk to them a little bit about Maximum Impact, the tours. Who is it for? What does this mean to people? Come on, let's get it. All right. Well, if you want to uh, follow me, you can follow me on my personal uh, Instagram page at J Cameron Official. If you go on YouTube and you type in J Cameron, I'm pretty sure my name is going to be the one that comes up. And the channel is Maximum Impact with J Cameron. And the website is MaximumImpactTravel.com. We curate travel experiences uh, for individuals interesting, interested in traveling to the continent of Africa. We're bridging the gap between Africa and the African diaspora. So we also take trips to Brazil and to the islands. But right now, our focus is Africa. And these are not, I should say, these are not just trips. These are experiences. And we, if you look at the videos on the YouTube channel, the interviews that we've done, you will see the impact that it has on people's lives. And you're more than welcome to be a part of these maximum impact travel experiences. And, uh, and, and also, I'm also uh, an educator from the standpoint of educating our community about 
some of the things that we weren't taught. And I hold no cut cards. I call it how it is, uh, but I love it because it's opening so many people's eyes so they can go and see and experience for themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Jay Cameron, I appreciate you, bro. Love you, man. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.